Cuties ain't so cute. Is it time to leave Netflix? Many say it is. Let's talk about perversion today. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Now, hi there. How you guys doing today? So I know I was gonna tell you we got before I get into the main point of the stories today, uh, main point of the podcast today. I gotta say congratulations to President Trump. Congratulations to Jared Kushner. Congratulations to Israel, the UAE, and uh, Bahrain, who now have a peace deal, have a normalized peace deal. Very soon, Saudi Arabia is going to join up. Saudi Arabia has, is already allowing Israeli, UAE, and Bahrain flights over their airspace, so it's not going to be long before Saudi Arabia actually joins. President Trump has done twice in one year, in two, three years, because he's been working on this for three years, what no other president has been able to do once. And that's not true. Uh, Clinton did it, and so did Carter. Carter got Egypt and Israel together. Clinton got Jordan and Israel together. Now Trump has got Bahrain, the UAE, and Israel together. And before the finish of his presidency, he is probably going to get Saudi Arabia to jump in too. There's also talk about Oman jumping on board. Uh, it, it just a fantastic, fantastic deal. Really historic moment. On um, Tuesday, he signed a deal. He signed a uh, peace deal with the two countries. And uh, it, was a, it was a monumental moment. Of course, no one's covering it. They can't cover it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi called it a distraction. And all of the news media is basically following that same line of it being a distraction. I don't know how making peace between countries who were warring at one point is a distraction, but it just shows you how immature, how just bullshit the media is. This should be the biggest story of the year. And President Trump should win the Nobel Peace Prize. There's no question here. In January, he should be walking into Norway and getting his Nobel Peace Prize. But it is a fantastic accomplishment, and I don't understand how people just don't see it. So, But hey, I promised you uh, a real media turn-on, so let's talk about Let's talk about pedophilia. Let's talk about perversion because there's a quite a bit to it. Uh, I told you last week, uh, uh, two weeks ago, uh, Netflix released a movie called Cuties, um, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to watch this movie and see what everyone's talking about." We're going to talk about that today. That'll be at the end of the show. But first, I need to go over the sickness that is normalizing sexual perversion. And I speak specifically of California. Now, I have a feeling I will not be in California much longer. I, I have a feeling I'm going to be... I don't. It's not much of a feeling. I'm going to be leaving California soon. Uh, I hate it in the state. Well, this, this news story, which came from uh, the Daily Wire, uh, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom signed, into, uh, signed a bill into law last week that would allow young adults who have gay sex with minors to not have to register as sex offenders. The bill, which is SB 145 and introduced by a really quality human being named Senator Scott Weiner, finally passed the 40-member board 
uh, by a 23 to 10 vote. Now, this is not the first time this has been put out there. And just to give you a little hint on Scott Weiner, Scott Weiner wanted to make it so that if you had AIDS and you didn't tell anybody, you couldn't get prosecuted. So you gave AIDS to somebody else. At one point, that was actually a felony. You couldn't do that. Scott Weiner is still trying to pass a bill that says, if I have AIDS and I screw somebody and don't tell them I have AIDS and don't use protection, I could go to prison. This is this kind of... Scott, obviously, Scott Weiner is a uh, gay man. He is a San Francisco senator. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But here's here's the thing. I want to read this part to you. Proponents of the legislation, such as Weiner, claim the law, which provides a judge more leeway in statutory rape cases involving non-vaginal forms of sex, rectifies California's historical discrimination against the LGBTQ community. That is really important. Because this is what pedophiles are trying to do. They're trying to put pedophilia as just another sexual choice. That's what it is. So having sex with a child, that's just a, a choice. That's just a, it's another, it's another gender. Fucking a kid is a gender. Uh, anyway, so I'll continue. Under SB 145, if a young adult has gay sex with a minor 14 years or older who is less than 10 years younger, a judge will have the discretion whether or not to place the individual in the sex offender registry. The San, the San Francisco Chronicle explained, under current law, a judge can decide whether to place a man who is has vaginal intercourse with an underage teenage girl on the sex offender registry based on the facts of the case. But if anal or oral sex or vaginal penetration with anything other than the penis is involved, the adult must be registered as a sex offender. I'm sorry, anal sex with a kid that's under 18 is, is illegal. I'm sorry, it's illegal. It doesn't, you can have, you folks, if if folks want to be gay, I have no problem with gay people. I, I really don't. But I can't have sex with someone that's under 18. Because that's sick. And a, somebody who's 24 should not be allowed to have sex with a 15-year-old. I'm sorry, that, that's what the law says. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. So Scott Weiner said, and by the way, that's his name. I'm not making that name up. That is his actual name. Quote, I am so grateful that Governor Newsom, one of the LGBTQ's community's strongest allies, once again has shown that he's willing to support the community when it's hard. Um, supporting pedophilia is not supporting the LGBTQ community. I'm sorry, pedophilia is not a gender. That's not a gender. It's, it's a perversion. It's sick. Anyway, and I'm pretty sure they've got enough LGBT, there are enough gay people you can find when you're age. Uh, anyway, continue. Uh, where am I here? And make no mistake, the politics are hard with the massive Trump, QAnon, and MAGA misinformation campaign against this legislation. The facts are clear. SB 145 simply ends anti-LGBTQ discrimination. Today, California Tech took yet another step towards an equitable society. What a load of shit. Okay, first off, um, QAnon, MAGA, Trump, 
no, we just don't think. I, I, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a MAGA guy. QAnon, I know very little about. They're a little strange for me. But isn't QAnon, this is part of the thing they're actually complaining about, the perversion in the governments? That's part of it? Yeah, it's, I think there are UFOs or something else in there, which is weird. But, but this is an issue. Yes, I'm a MAGA guy. And there's no misinformation. You shouldn't be. I don't know what misinformation we're spreading. Don't fuck 15-year-olds. That, that's what it is. If you're 25, don't. If you're 24, don't don't have sex with a 15-year-old. That's what it is. I don't understand the misinformation. What misinformation is there? You're having sex with someone who's under 18. Okay. Anyway, um, Wiener Wiener has before blamed alleged QAnon conspiracy theorists for sending many threats. This is from the Daily Wire, by the way. Many threats against him and accusing him of trying to legalize pedophilia. That's because he's trying to legalize, because, and this is me talking, that's because he's trying to legalize pedophilia. Let's call it what it is. Quote, this is, this is uh, Wiener again. I've been the subject of death threats and personal attacks, threatening to decapitate me and send my head to my mother. This is kind of slander, not just against me, but against my community, is outrageous, and we have to speak out against it. Now, can I tell you something? If, if I don't support killing people, even if you're a pedo, I, I really don't. I think pedophilia is, is really bad. Um, if it's voluntary, I think it's really bad. I think it's illegal. Uh, but I, I just don't understand how this guy now is trying to make himself a victim. And because people think this is crap. And it's not slander against his community, the LGBTQ community. Because you really want, do you think the LGBTQ really wants to be in bed with pedophilia? Is that really a thing? Because if they are, I'm against the LGBTQ community. Well, it wasn't it wasn't everybody. Lorena Gonzalez, who's a Democrat from San Diego. I know San Diego has a Democrat. Yeah, it's because all that mail-in voting and ballot harvesting thing. She said, I cannot in my mind as a mother understand how sex between a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old, it'd have to be a 15-year-old, by the way, according to the law, could ever be consensual. How it could ed not could ever not be registered a registered sex offense. We, I'm sorry, I took off my glasses so I can barely see. Let me put them on again. We should never give up the idea that children should be in no way subject to a predator. And she is absolutely, absolutely 130, 150% correct. It's insane. Insane to sit back and say, oh, you know, this is a good thing. And it helps the LGBTQ community. Um, then maybe we's gonna not support the LGBTQ community. Listen, children, here's the problem with children. This is why you do not allow children to make decisions, especially about sex, about changing their gender, all this weird shit that these people want, uh, want to allow kids to do. A reason to vote, you can't allow kids to vote. They do not have a developed prefrontal cortex. They are pure emotion. They are not reason. This is science. I mean, the Democrats keep talking about science, science. Sci this is science. The prefrontal cortex typically doesn't develop until you're about 24 to 25 years old. Even 21 is a, a, a kind of an early time to make some serious decisions about your life. 
15, 14, this is not the time to make a decision about changing your sex or having sex with somebody, whether it's gay or straight. You could be gay at 14. I Yeah, that's fine. But you, you shouldn't be having gay sex with someone who's 24. This is not a good thing. Or 23. You don't have that mental ability yet. You don't have that reason. You meet somebody when you're over 18, 19, 20. I mean, I even think 18, 19, and 20, that's young to be in a relationship. Because your prefrontal cortex, my prefrontal cortex didn't even develop till I was 27, 28, asked my father. I was the biggest dick in the world. Matter of fact, I my first marriage, biggest mistake I ever made because I didn't think with my head. Because I didn't I couldn't think with my head. I had no prefrontal cortex development yet. It wasn't done. And it took a few years after. So I, I think this is the crazy story, and I really wanted to get to cuties. So because I'm already talking 13 minutes on this story. So let let's let's talk about cuties. So I started the podcast today with California giving an example of the normalization of pedophilia. It seems like a great segue into this uh, movie distribution by Netflix called Cuties. And it also just shows you how our media is trying to normalize this too. At first, a couple weeks ago, Netflix got into trouble because they had a poster for the film that was not released as of yet, of the four girls, all about 11 years old, who were barely dressed and were posed provocatively. Netflix, responding to the ad, pulled the ad. The movie was shown at the Sundance Film Festival, where the director won an award for the the movie. It was produced and shot in France. When watching, one could tell it was dubbed in English. It wasn't particularly the highest quality film shot shoot I've ever seen. Um, it was directed by an African woman named, I'm going to really destroy this name, but Mumunya Dukure. Uh, that's going to be an important deal later because I think that one of the things that she actually tried to do uh, makes sense. Um, ben Shapiro pointed that out, uh, but her execution sucked. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that because it's an important detail. I, I, I'm not 100% sure this movie is as bad as people make it out. I mean, it's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. But but we'll, we'll have to talk about this. I, I, went to, I saw the movie. I, I kept my mind completely open. I'm not dropping Netflix as of yet. I, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Okay, so what's the movie about? Okay, this is it. Hour and a half movie. I'm just going to tell you exactly what it's about. A little girl from Sudan, I think it's Sudan, lives in France. She's a Muslim girl. She wears the headscarf and the whole deal. So she is she is a pure Muslim. Her father goes back to his home of Sudan, I would assume, um, to bring back a second wife. Now, this did not make the current wife happy. And the little girl's name is Amy. Let's let's get to that. I don't know where Amy came from with Muslims, but okay. Um, to the dismay of the first wife, he was going to bring back his second wife. Uh, you now, first off, as far as the family life go goes, you never see the father. Father is not in the movie, and the mother. I think you see her maybe three times. 
So not a heavy family life. The girl gets a lot of her life from the phone, her phone and the internet and things like that. So I'll continue. The little girl goes to school and decides to shed her Muslim garb. So she takes off her headscarf. She does whatever. Now, mind you, she never gets in trouble at home for this. So you can see there's really just no family there at all. I don't know if that was meant to be, or I, but I'm not really sure. She meets four other girls and shows them some of her dance moves that she learned on the internet, on YouTube, supposedly. She learned uh, and she starts teaching the other girls how to dance. The girls start practicing their dance moves together, kind of like, um, um, kind of like you know you see at these dance studios. And she starts. Amy starts teaching these girls how to be sexy, which gets weird. For example, the 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 tongue. She they spend a whole load of time teaching the girl. She. Uh, Amy teaching the girls how to stick out their tongues provocatively, how to put their fingers in their mouths provocatively, things like this. So the girls decide to join a dance contest. Amy, upset about her parents and curious about her sexuality, decides to send a pic of her poon on a social media platform, which the other girls find out about. The girls are upset about it, they almost looked jealous. You couldn't tell what it really was. Uh, they kicked her off the team for another gal who was far less talented. Amy tricks the other girl um, who replaced her to miss the competition and jumps on stage with her former friends. Right in the middle of the competition, very sexual competition, um, we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Uh, near the end of their performance, Amy starts to tear up. She freezes. She starts to tear up. She runs off the stage crying. That's the end of the movie. Okay, I've just given you the whole hour and a half in a nutshell. Okay, in a nutshell. You, so, yes, you do not need to see the movie. It was not a movie worth seeing. And uh, to be honest with you, I think Netflix actually made this movie took this movie so they would get more people to watch Netflix. Uh, didn't quite work out for them. So let's talk about some of the comments, some of the controversies. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critics gave it a 90% approval. Um, that figures. Uh, critics are perverts. Uh, the entertainment industry is filled with perverts. Uh, the viewer score was a little less than 6%. So, you can tell people did not appreciate this film. I didn't appreciate the film. I mean, I, I kind of see what the gal, this Dumere, was doing. But, yeah, it was not a good way. Ben Shapiro of The Daily Wire, on his podcast, thought the message of the film was good, but the execution was bad. I actually agree with that. Uh, Shapiro said in a message of children being hooked on screens, and it, the message of the film was children being hooked on screens and uh, social media, which is what the director said. The director made that, that kids are learning culture from social media, from um, being on their phones all the time. They rarely know how to socialize. 
and this little Muslim girl. I mean, you could even consider this almost an anti-Muslim film if it wasn't made by a Muslim woman. You could even sit back and say that her religion actually prevented her from... Okay, that's more of my explanation than anything else. But, but Shapiro did agree that the exploitation of children and all those did agree that the exploitation of the children on the screen and all those children that were actually uh, screen tested before the movie, that was probably exploitation and should probably uh, not have happened. So he kind of poo-pooed it. Uh, He didn't like the film. Um, Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire said in his piece, the same guy, Matt Walsh is an employee, a contractor of... Uh, Ben Shapiro, Uh, he said this is not commentary on child sexual exploitation. It is child sexual exploitation, as clear as day in all its sadism. Uh, With these horrid scenes now publicly available, it seems almost pointless to engage in the plainly absurd notion that the filmmakers had 11-year-old children writhe around and gyrate while barely clothed as some kind of protest against the sexualization of children. It would be like a slasher film featuring several scenes of various screaming victims being disemboweled for our amusement, claiming in it defense that it only meant to comment on the problem of graphic violence in film. That's a good point. Indeed, that actually is the defense often offered for slasher flicks, and it's a weak it's weak in that case as it is here. The guy who made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre may have told himself that he had nobler intentions, but the fact remains that most people who watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre just want to see, well, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No filmmaker wants to come out and admit that they produce gratuitous garbage for the lowest common denominator audience, but many filmmakers do produce that sort of material for the sort of for that sort of audience, whether they admit it or not, and the and cuties belongs on that heap, buried somewhere deep underneath it, hopefully where it cannot be seen. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure reading that, um, Matt Walsh doesn't like the film, and he did not see the same as Ben Shapiro, who tried to see a, a message in the film. And we're going to talk about what I think in a few minutes. But, I okay, I get it. I get it. Ted, uh, um, Tulsi Gabbard didn't like the film. She tweeted, at Netflix, child porn cuties will certainly whet the appetite of pedophiles and pedophiles and help fuel the child sex trafficking trade. One in four victims of trafficking are children. It happened to my friend's 13-year-old daughter. Netflix, you are complicit. Uh... Pound canceled Netflix and she had a picture. Okay. Um, okay. I, I have no problem. Senator Ted Cruz had a more aggressive approach to it. Following at, he said this in a tweet, following at Netflix's disturbing promotion of cuties, I sent a letter calling for the at Justice Department to investigate whether Netflix, its executives, or the filmmakers violated federal laws against the production and distribution of child pornography. And then he posted a picture of his letter. Um, I, that's getting serious. 
was this child pornography? Was this like uh, Ted Cruz and, and Matt Walsh? And it was inappropriate. I, it was not an appropriate film. It was not. It was definitely a rated R film. It was. It was inappropriate. We're going to talk about that in a second. So finally, the director of Cuties, Mumanya Decore, whatever, however you pronounce that. I. I'm sorry. I. Um, I just butchered it. Butchered it. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can see why I butchered it. It's like you know, twelve thousand characters in her name. And I, I'm sorry. No name should have eighteen syllables in it. But anyway, she stated that her film was actually a feminist film. Oh. Okay. She said, quote, It's because I saw so many things and so many issues around me lived by young girls that I decided to make this film and sound an alarm. We need to protect our children. It's bold. It's feminist. But it's so important and necessary to create a debate and try to find solutions. For me as an artist, for politicians and parents, it's a real issue. It's important to see someone like you on the screen and to grow up with lots of possibilities. So, of course, diversity and inclusion, I don't understand where she came up with that, have to be the keys to progress to progress in our cinema. Okay, the diversity and inclusion thing, I, I, those, are, those are just buzzwords. I, this movie has nothing to do with diversity and inclusion. I, it's just really, that's kind of a strange take. But, um... Now, let, let's talk about what I think of the movie. Okay, I saw the movie. And I said we were going to talk about this. I, I saw the movie. So let me give you a quick synopsis. Um, it might be complicated, all right? But the movie sucked. It just wasn't a good movie at all. There was nothing about this movie that just kept me in, enthralled. As a matter of fact, in my description, I think I probably skipped some things because I just lost interest in it. It's just a bad movie. I'm sorry. I It's boring. I don't have any desires to watch eight-year-olds gyrating around on the ground and things like that. Um, so, I it, it, I mean, the movie, the the, the film photography was not great. The story was not great. Uh, you didn't even see, you know, filming of the girls that kept filming their butts and things like this. It, it just wasn't a great movie. So let's just call it what it is. And I'm sure I probably missed some things uh, because I just didn't care about the movie. But, you know, I saw it. So that's what you need to know. Um, the sexualization of the little girls was really over the top. It was everywhere. It was, it, it, it was just... The girls were wearing butt huggers. They were wearing half tops. They were, it was just way over the top. And it was just not, no, this is not a thing. Now, do I think that this stuff will increase pedophilia? No, I think you already have pedophilia. It's always going to be there. Now, if this guy, if it, this movie makes some guy play with himself so that he doesn't rape a kid, great, I guess. But I don't, I, what worries me about this film is the normalization of viewing children like this. That's what disturbs me. It's like the law that California passed saying, saying, well, it's not really something, you're not really a sex offender if you're having sex with a minor in the butt. Uh, that's not really pedophilia, you know. No, this is the problem. This is normalizing the sexualization of kids. And I, I just, that's what really bothered me about the movie. 
That's what really bothered me about the movie. And it was all over the place. It never stopped. I mean, the message... One of the things I do... Over the over-sexualization of the children, that is something that Ben Shapiro really did kind of hit on. And Matt Walsh did too in his article. Is By the way, subscribe to Daily Wire. It's a great site. Is that, you know... How many kids had to do this stuff during their screen tests? How many kids were actually this is this is exploitation. You can't you can't say it's not. This is exploitation. How many kids had to go through the screen tests just to be told, okay, you're not I don't know, your butt's not big enough or your boobs aren't big enough? It is really it it is exploitation. It is kind of sick. And the fact that the writer and director was a woman does not change any of that. Now, the message of the movie from the writer and director, I I know she wanted to show some sort of message. I believe she, she really did try. But she tried in the beginning and she tried at the end. Um, the messages were lost. With all the booty butting and slapping of butts and crotches that I mean that all happened in this film okay I mean the kid show the kid was taking pictures of her genitalia now the one message that I think did kind of peek out here but not really was the mess the messages she wanted to show was family problems with family and she wanted to show she wanted to show that social media and all the screens that we actually use are are actually teaching our kids. Whereas families, schools, they're not teaching anything. I agree with the message. I think that's a great message. I think sexualizing the kids was not necessary to get to that message. And I, I, I mean, I'm not going to cancel my Netflix subscription. Let me put it to you that way. I mean, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, but overall... Not a great movie. Did over-sexualize the kids. Very controversial. Very wrong. It was just not a movie that I would consider moral. But uh, it is what it is. I don't think it was bad enough to actually cancel my subscription to it. Um, do I think it's going to raise pedophilia? No, pedophiles are pedophiles. I, you know what? You know what kills pedophilia? Put them in prison for the rest of their lives, or castrating them, or do whatever kind of awesome thing we can do to sick bastards. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't a good film. Don't don't bother watching it. Okay, so we're gonna do our Biden boofs part portion here. Not gonna talk too much about it because some of these things are just really funny, and we gotta we gotta. <laughs> Oh, he's just got some real winners this week. Okay, so let's listen to the first one. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be, I'd be elected president by acclamation. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, God, that was terrible. That was so terrible. I felt embarrassed for him. He actually walked on stage 
couldn't figure out how to turn on his phone so that he could play a pre-set-up song, finally got Despacito um, playing on his phone, and then, oh, if I had so much, oh my god, it's so terrible, so terrible. He was basically pandering to the Hispanic vote, that's what he was doing, playing this stuff, and those guys who sang this song were Puerto Rican, they were not, oh my god, it was so bad. Okay, oh, but it's going to get worse, oh, it's going to get worse, let's listen to the next clip. We know how to do this. The Obama-Biden administration rescued the auto industry and helped them retool. We made solar energy cost-competitive with traditional energy and weatherized more than a million homes. This is just the beginning if we get reelected. And we'll do it again. Bigger and faster and better than before. I almost didn't use this one because maybe you didn't catch it. Yeah, you're not getting reelected. You're going to get elected. That's what you're trying to do is get elected. Joe Biden is so far in the past with President Obama, he honestly thinks this is a re-election campaign and he is so lost. But I, I think this is this one is really telling and it uh, this one just I love I love these. So let's listen to this him this one. Uh stumble along and I don't know what he was trying to say here but it's a yeah yeah it's something listen because if you could take care if you were a quartermaster you can sure in health take care of running a you know a department store uh, thing you know we're in the second floor of the ladies department or whatever you know what I mean the hell is he talking about what in the hell is that guy talking about See, here's the problem Biden's going to have, is he's going to have to go out more often. He's going to have to actually have, he's going to have a town hall on Thursday. I'm going to watch it on Louder with Crowder, uh, but he's got a town hall on Thursday. Trump had a town hall on Tuesday, and um, oh, they did not treat him with kid gloves. It's going to be really curious to see how they're going to treat Biden. And maybe we need a live podcast on that one. But it's going to be really curious to see just how they baby Biden versus what Stephanopoulos did on ABC with Trump. Because they didn't buy They did not baby Trump. But this leads us to something that I think is really scary. Listen to this. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is an idiot, too. I mean, there's just no way. Now, she just basically said the loud, uh, she said the quiet part out loud. That's all she said. This is not about a Biden administration. This is about a Harris administration. Harris, who couldn't get through the primaries. If Trump does not beat on this, he, he should fire his entire campaign staff. Because you're not voting for Joe Biden. You're voting for Kamala Harris. That's what it comes down to. Okay. That's it. I'm going to have to do those more often because there's so many coming out now. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Oh, and Stitcher. Forgot Stitcher. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can look review all my show notes. You can look at all the videos, graphics, and or uh, audio. 
and you can see my links. You can see where I got this information. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.